Hello, this is Marcello Rolando, the reasonable voice, with a newsworthy update. Like the Women's March on January 21st, the resistance to President Donald Trump's ban on refugees is growing, with thousands protesting in airports all over the United States of America, thousands in donations pouring in to the ACLU for its legal work on behalf of those banned by the new president. Protests have gone beyond airports and American citizens. Globally, protesters against Trump's immigration ban have gone viral. As usual for Donald Trump, he's doubling down, citing President Obama as precedent for his ban against immigrants and criticizing his Republican critics, Senators John McCain and Lindsey Graham. Now join us. Become one of the reasonable voices heard round the world. Why are police photographing our license plates? What are we doing for veterans returning home damaged physically and mentally, suffering from depression, homelessness, and suicide? Why did the Supreme Court deposit corporate money into our electoral process? Should we redefine middle class as working poor? Or is it just another Wall Street merger? What's really behind new voter picture ID laws in certain states? Why aren't NBC, ABC, CBS, and Fox asking these questions? Welcome to the Reasonable Voice radio show. I'm your host, Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice. The mission of the Reasonable Voice is to connect the dots between politics and finance, the need for better and more affordable education, our humanity, world peace, and, of course, the arts, which we then gladly provide our listeners, the voting public, as informative food for thought to provoke their self-determination and appetite for equal economic opportunity and justice for all without truth decay. The Reasonable Voices are advocates prioritizing education, preserving our history, leading by example for a peaceful and prosperous world by evoking and embracing both creative artists and political unity as solutions to our challenges. The Republican Bond, a gathering of billionaires. Are we imagining we need a foreign power to steal our democracy? betray historic American ideals, dishonor our First Amendment, government of, by, and for the people, and treaty commitments to the original Americans? Do we still imagine our spoken word or signatures as proof of and bond to character, the very tie that binds all together, instead of leaking pipelines, lead-laden water, and sweltering income gap? Imagine our joy to the world and peace on earth season, defined by a greedy Grinch person of the year, complaining it's not man of the year. Imagine a holiday season more depressed by an election than a great recession. Then imagine feeling forgotten, suicidal, or apathetic, meandering through a trumped America. Imagine the hate camouflaged in calculations by extremists like Bridget Gabriel, David Duke, and Chris Jankowski, playing ring around the roses with our thinking for ourselves, blinded to the true reality of their numbers game. 
Yes, a nation so conceived as all-inclusive, founded on an exceptionally good idea, producing a promising population filled with the potential for being a home of the brave and land of the free melting pot, can be duped and diminished by a comparatively small number of its own citizens, as happened in the 1930s, the great purge in the Soviet Union, and Germany's reaction to the Treaty of Versailles. But in 21st century America? Yes. If the silent majority respond to the fear and bigotry of the popular vote minority with a huge sigh of wait and see. Arguably, with the advent of 24-7 news, the fourth estate surrendered its responsibility to protect the public trust with timely factual updates when it traded in truth for gossip and David Brinkley, Chet Huntley, and Walter Cronkite for Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity, Bill O'Reilly, and Glenn Beck, choosing instead to cater to the whims of an audience self-hypnotizing in an echo chamber of me first. It's not we the people who forgot the Rust Belt coal miners or manufacturing jobs. It's the towering billionaires who, having bled dry industries that were the core of middle American labor, have moved on to their next assault, controlling all three branches of government. Spoiler alert, we don't need a Russian puppet in the White House any more than we needed a Russian puppeteer to steal our presidential election. At least since Tuesday, November 5th, 1968, our elections have been stolen by candidates lying to get elected, voters lying to themselves by believing the false promises of political slogans like bringing back the coal industry or take the oil, by politicized computer technology, paperless voting machines, Supreme Court, and those divorced from our electoral process by choice, by voter ID laws or gerrymandering. Listen, fake news is a hoax, lying in wait to profit politically and financially from the vulnerable and gullible. Those who feed on fake are doomed to be underinformed and failing to logically think things through become victims of doubling down on all we like sheep affirmations, absent asking, seeking, and knocking for the truth that sets us free. Without faith in ourselves as a people, we invite treachery to prevail and erode our democratic republic, bearing the promises of Lady Liberty to an ever-increasing clenched corporate fist. Now, having elected the very Goliaths who abandoned them, imagine Americans, who, imagining themselves forgotten, slowly realizing they forgot to use their vote, as David used his sling. We either embrace peace on earth or fake news. United we stand or deny constitutional equality to women while mass incarcerating minorities. The real persons of the year are the peaceful majority, the hidden figures who stand united in civility and, like Catherine Johnson and John Glenn, bring a renewed thirst for knowledge, evolving ideas and refreshed individuality to the table of humanity, inviting all to share in the feast of our diverse genius. The land time can't forget between Election Day 2016 and Inauguration Day 2017. 
Is It High Noon or 12 O'Clock High meets 140 characters in search of an author. But settling for a hack choking on denial of climate change, conflicts of interest, and the Russians are coming in real time. Caught by surprise electoral college victory, hiding in plain sight using thank you tour for lock her up encore as cover up, intelligence briefings on the necessity of taking up governance, scary for one with only an eight second attention span. No denying launch codes in the hands of a Twitter caricature is not a movie you want to watch before lights out. But if you want to keep the home fires burning, we need go beyond the inmates have taken over the asylum and have a come-to-Jesus moment. America is not dead, but maybe we should be getting a second opinion. Why can't we find comfort in the assurance of a heartless Halliburton oil addict and his co-mushroom cloud gang member confirming the common good will be served by Time's Person of the Year nominees? I mean, where's our faith in lead water, gas pipeline leaks, bought politicians, and coal ash? Have they not proven to be ready, willing, and able companions to food deserts, factory farms, and rusty memories of the good old days? As for the tomfoolery reality of our potential 45th sets in on the road again, we could use some coffee pot time among friends with an appreciation for what is past is prologue. So celebrate holidays knowing, though fractured, we still stand gifted with the freedom to think and the wake-up call to do so. Hope is as near as dusting off our ability to turn off the self-appointed self-important, like Chuck Todd and Hugh Hewitt blaming President Obama for not breaking through the constant barrage of breaking 24-7 competition between Trump free press and Trump fake news. The Russians weren't the only ones cyberspace invited to invade the left for an inner circle placemat on the right side of the table. Sad. When did browsing become swiping in a hazy flash-by pretense of communication? When did manufacturing, in-depth research, and personal development succumb to failing to question authority, embracing not my problem, and ignoring the wonder of wandering through the mysteries of, are we there yet? Yes, we can still see how words poorly chosen in nincompoop bravado and buffoonery can disappear our comprehension. Chinese ships in China Sea returning drone amidst mixed signals. Russians toasting laughable nonsense, not at the world's shifting perception of dependable American prowess, but at our being so easily distracted by a carnival barker wearing a carrot and tweeting his stick for the wild beasts of his own casting. Unlike the glitter of fool's gold, reason anchors us to the true communion of hope, which then invigorates our will to go on. But deciding what to contribute requires more thought than text from a tweeter. So let us not misplace our willpower to hope. For both world and time are abundantly clear, it is for us to create a life space for both oyster and pearl. Car keys can be found more easily than truth, and hope eludes reality check in rallies that evade questions about tax returns. But despite murderous attempts to steal our peace on earth, 
Are we not the designated survivors, inheriting love thy neighbor as thyself, even when too much information is not enough knowledge? We are stewards of nothing if putting faith in Goliaths we forget we are the masters of our fate and the Davids of America's soul. The very instant we keep hope some place safe where our children can find it. Like heaven's brightest star, hope guides us forward on paths wiser than now imaginable to learn to live beyond self. But even an open mind filled with the better argument is but half the journey to having the wisdom to use it. Hope in our future is our proof of life today. Hope in Sanctions Obama versus Trump Mothers and Daughters When I began writing about a president-elect oblivious to one president at a time, rushing to make America 1953 again, Carrie Fisher died. After Debbie Reynolds joined her daughter, I began again, because in addition to these tragic losses, giving up on each other, abandoning the courage of civility and the wisdom that the rising tide lifts all the boats, in 2016 we lost our faith in reason. Greed for power over the less powerful is America's top-down malignancy, but trumpets cannot produce Amerigeddon without our duplicity. However, if we seek shade in the shadows of infamy, all inherits the wind of what is past as prologue. Anachronisms Nixon, Mitch McConnell, and Bush Cheney mushroomed America's declining health, but in 2016 the hyenas gathered to feast. I want to be associated with interesting quotes, asserted Donald Trump. Does the man who would be king believe humanity is a three-ring circus awaiting a command performance of P.T. Barnum in fake news tweets? We the people don't need a Ph.D. in common sense because it's readily available to an open mind. 2017 is neither time for silence nor physical violence. Boycotting an inauguration proclaims to the world we will keep our democratic republic with or without an electoral college, proving we've lost neither our souls nor the good fight. However, putting one's faith in the only thing that can stop a bad man with a gun is a good man with a gun is a dementia not excused by a lack of formal education. Trump is not as much the problem as a reflection of our denying our problems. A me-first mindset is not new to American politics, news media, or elections. Even our Supreme Court has decreed politicized opinion as the whole truth. Also, Trump is not the first crazy elected president. Nixon's madman theory, faking finger on the nuclear weapons launch button to scare the Soviet Union into ending the Vietnam War, utilized 18 real B-52s loaded with real nuclear bombs for a Dr. Strangelove flyover of Sarah Palin's porch. 2016 political and moral losses are indeed a call to action. Attention must be paid to prevent our enslavement to centers of corruption. Not just congressional seats, corporate banking boardrooms, or K Street suites. Corruption is also in exploding airbags and phones, oversimplified breaking news, and snake oil revivalists. Follow the money remains wisdom's true reward for intelligence. 
Considering the untouchable murderous increase in Capone's Chicago, the moral defeat of fairness, tolerance, courtesy, and equality by immorality and political hypocrisy, and our losses. Champions Cindy Stowell, Gwen Eiffel, Zaha Hadid, Muhammad Ali. Heroes Eli Weisel, Shimon Perez, Nancy Reagan, John Glenn. Artists Prince, David Bowie, George Michael, Harper Lee, Richard Adams, Jim Harrison, Michael Cimino, Robert Vaughn, Anton Yelchin, Gary Marshall, Alan Rickman, Gene Wilder, and with Carrie Fisher, RTD2 Kenny Baker. Our hope is understandably strained. But if an American president and Japanese PM can unite in Hiroshima and Pearl Harbor, the remnants of a vile and disorderly 2016 election can defeat Coke red mapping, restore Republican moderates, and fuse together Democrats and progressives. Inspired by the love of Debbie Reynolds, we discover we're as courageous as the Rockettes, J.K. Rowling, Senator Elizabeth Warren, President Barack Obama, standing tall like Standing Rock on a foundation of solid victories. One, the first woman nominated by a major political party wins popular vote by nearly three million. Two, like David standing before the Goliath of dishonesty, inspired by the smallness of bigots, armed with the torch of Our Lady Liberty, we are fearlessly reignited. 3. Like a feisty, wise, and full of hope, Princess Leia, we are free at last to love all of God's children, male, female, gay, straight, transgender, black, white, Jew, Gentile, Protestant, Catholic, Muslim, Asian. May the force be with us, people peacefully to assemble, and to petition the government for a redress of grievances, to actively question to advocate for planet and clean air and water for all life upon it, and dust off the emoluments clause to resist the union of arrogance and ignorance. Thank you, and join us. Become one of the reasonable voices heard round the world. Another film rental discovery. Welcome to the Indie Film Minute. Frozen River is an independent film written and directed by Courtney Hunt. In it, the experienced actress Melissa Leo first attracted major recognition for her standout performance. It took this compelling little film to finally bring her the wider attention she so richly deserves. Ray Eddy, played by Leo, lives near the St. Lawrence River in an area frequented by smugglers for sneaking illegal immigrants across the Canadian border. Life can be really difficult for those on the bottom rung. Ray lives there. Abandoned by her husband and faced with no resources to care for her children, she teams up with a hapless Indian smuggler to make trips across the frozen river. Their cargo is human. Human smuggling is not a world for the average mom. It takes callousness toward the living contraband and backbone to deal with those who exploit them. Ray lacks the former, but she is tough as nails when she has to be. Frozen River is a fine American indie film. There is depth of performance, greedy detail, and moral choice. Ray is a good person who chose a wrong path. Yes, she made a choice to enter a world with dangerous ramifications, far beyond her and her family. But family above all, right? Indie film in it. Not in theaters. Discovery through rental.
Find us on the web at www.indiefilmminute.com. From Russia with love, Donald Trump. It's a new year, new administration, maybe even a new dusk before the darkness. But anarchy in 2017 inauguration would be a bloody, self-destructive pendulum swing-and-a-miss reaction to the demagoguery of a reality faker saluted at mob-ruled political rallies. And most of the people, some of the time, are much better than such chaos in the street. So be reasonable, remembering no matter the obstacle, there's always the option to peacefully assemble, then see how they constitutionally run. When, at the helm of our ship of state, we position financially craven opportunists, blood-sucking hero-worshippers blinded by the glitter of a fool's gold, right arms in salute to touch his craven image, we, the humanitarian nation of hope, recognizing our mistake in judgmental judgment, reject with the clarity of reasonable review, fact-checking, and human decency. However, we abuse hope if our only faith is in waiting for those who trumped their voting privilege, or pathetically, too apathetic to vote at all, suddenly experience an epiphany in time to unwrite our mindset, stop settling for settlements avoiding court gesture appearances, admit the human truth in melting glaciers, and eject he who satisfies cravings by groping 140 characters. Infringing on the freedom of the press, we see how they run a country like bankrupt businesses. Our revolution will reverse right-wing direction of cokehead deregulation, sexual prejudice against LGBTQ community, dehumanizing the disabled, celebration of racists, secession from stewardship of a clean, livable environment, and the rise again of white supremacy. Emancipate also our social and informational foundation by insisting our news media cease and desist wallowing in redundancy, thinking news is telling us what they think we should be thinking. That's not investigative reporting, but gossip a la roundtable. We need more Jack Joe Friday web, just the facts, ma'am, and less tabloid competition. When our thinking is left to us, we see how they run with deception. We can rely on our 45th president to increasingly be his own worst enemy, but our resistance can't wait for the 115th Congress to admit enough is enough. Indivisible is produce of First Amendment, confirming, because all politics is local, the one thing an elected official craves more than Wall Street handouts and K Street acceptance is our vote for their re-election. So invade city councils, county and school boards, state legislatures, governor's mansions, offices of House of Representatives, and the U.S. Senate, and in peaceful ensemble dissolve Trump's superficial infrastructure. Only the taken-for-granted expect Trump to listen. But the wise will engage in massive displays of paying close attention to every word he says and all he fails. In the last dozen days of the Obama administration, the best thanksgiving with which to honor our Constitution is to peacefully defend its guarantees to all Americans, and to listen to the encore ensemble of the new President-elect's plea to MoveOn.org, before discovering something is rotting in the state of conservative extremists. 
Thanks to Edward Snowden, we know global spy masters at NSA give the president immense spying powers, which means, as of January 20th, 2017, Donald Trump will have the power to spy on all his political opponents. It will be like Watergate on steroids, combed over. Nonetheless, if not love immediately, letters to editors, calls to members of Congress, emails to state legislatures, sit-ins at nearest government office buildings, petitioning courts at every level to stay the presidential election until further investigation of conflicts of interest for nominees, probable criminal mob activity of potential POTUS, possible treasonous anti-American attack on the sovereignty of the United States of America in conjunction with a foreign power. As descendants, recipients, and veterans of Peacefully Assemble, we honor America by shining the light of truth on the puppets of ignorance, arrogance, and cowardice, and then see how the trumped run for cover from each other. Thank you. From a king's dream to a nightmare every 140 characters. If on Wednesday, January 11, 2017, when the person of 2016 again demonstrated his lack of First Amendment knowledge, deserters from the Fourth Estate, instead of leaping to their feet to curry favor with a boorish pretender to the crown, had in protest walked out on the Goliath du jour, that would have been America great again. Greatness and character are lost on those for whom ratings is definition, and heroism, I like people who weren't captured. For few recognize the courage of an American nearly beaten to death with a dream of democracy, justice, and equality. People like John Lewis deserve more than a tinge of color blindness in February or a January federal holiday. There are millions of Americans of every hue, territory, creed, and persuasion challenged with invisibility, who now have used our political process to grasp at a mirage hoping to be seen, blackish or not. Since the military-industrial complex merged with trickle-down economics, vision for millions of good, well-meaning, patriotic Americans has narrowed to short-sighted absolutes. 1. What's good for my family is best for every American family. 2. No issue, not even affordable health care for my children in a life-threatening environment is more important than jobs. 3. The only solution to America's problem is something different. In 2016, media-fed oversimplification turned America hard right, and on February 20th, 2017, a 140-character wall will be ensconced to hide an American president from Americans. Because we've allowed elected officials to believe rules don't apply to them, America is at the intersection where dismay and defeat can T-bone peaceful assembly to protest foreign and domestic corporatism. Long before the war on women was waged by male conservative war dogs, conservative women, insisting 20th century women, were the pillar of family values, indiscriminately opposed abortion, the Equal Rights Amendment, and LGBT and income equality. With the arrival of the lobster with no morals, elected by women with no color, 
America's gender parity cracks anew amidst malice aforethought, and fences rise like temperatures and sea levels to wall out the mutual justice of I have a dream. Through the lens of our 2016 elections, it may seem America was a perfect la-la land. But that would be one of the many half-truths our parents continually tell our children. For American exceptionalism has rarely embraced loving in black and white. Shaking off the extremes of an electoral college and an unethical 115th Congress, abandoning America with attempts to banish humanitarian ethics, eliminates any need to relearn past lessons in right-wing red ink, wading us through the dead pool of Bush-Cheney. Let's cast off leadership incapable of intellectual curiosity and instead emulate Americans progressively committed to carry our lady's torch, come hell or high water. Like a lion, roar, no more hidden figures calculating in moonlight. Being a raisin in the sun, of too big to jail, indiscriminately controlling white and blue collars, the disadvantaged poor and the working middle class, with marketed information keeping consumers and stockholders blinded by financial fears and, like nocturnal animals, desperate to keep America in darkness. Media's failure to give equal coverage to the wisdom of Viola Davis, to that of Meryl Streep, is testimony to how far we have yet to go to embrace stronger together. But Donald Trump proves how far we can distort our Captain Fantastic within. The next U.S. president thinks there's power in his Twitter fingertips. We need make it his Achilles heel. For one who so craves adoration will blow away like yesterday's dust as soon as we deny him our freedom. There are far greater traitors on Wall Street and in the halls of Congress than Chelsea Manning and Edward Snowden. This revealing duo is more akin to the patriotism of Alice Paul, President and Jackie Kennedy, Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., Bobby Kennedy, Rosa Parks, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, Daniela Gibbs-Leger, and... Barack Obama, then anti-American birthers and Russian hackers. Truth is, patriotism is Americans participating in weekly protest events, because it's not government of, by, and for the people until we the people show up. This is us. Thank you. Thanking you for joining us and becoming one of the reasonable voices heard round the world. To those who live in and are weighted down by the dead past. What distinguishes January's third 2017 weekend is not a 2009 versus 2017 contest between weather and attendees, but rather a 2017 inauguration speech generating intentional national fracture versus the overwhelming expression of our freedom to peacefully assemble heard round the world. Who will Donald Trump betray first? The nearly three million more Americans who stood against him on Election Day? Those who, living and breathing the Bill of Rights, peacefully marching in multiple American cities? 
or voters who believe his Charles Lindbergh hijacked American first 1941 isolationism is the solution to their problems. Sacrificing affordable health care and gender equality, tarnishing our First Amendment, and rebranding America with the stench of corporatism's profiting from the decline of our planet endangers the lives and sustainability of humankind, only to prove the truth of what is past is prologue. The only thing different about Donald Trump is the volume of his dishonesty. For change for America does not come from Russian comrades, but from non-violent grassroots emerging online and on the streets. In 1944, President Roosevelt said, They have imported the propaganda technique invented by the dictators abroad. You should never use a small falsehood, always a big one, for its very fantastic nature would make it more credible if only you keep repeating it over and over and over again." Unquote. How many times must we kick our nation's pendulum hard right before we learn the lessons of Hoover's Great Depression, Nixon's Great Dirty Tricks, Reagan's Great Trickle-Down Economy, and Bush Cheney's Great Recession, to realize this is the stuff of which Trump's Make America Great Again was fomented? As FDR warned in 1944, quoting, The whole purpose of Republican oratory these days seems to be to switch labels. The object is to persuade the American people that the Democratic Party was responsible for the 1929 crash and the Depression, and that the Republican Party was responsible for all social progress under the New Deal. Unquote. Wall Street garbage in, GOP excrement out but only if we the people keep repeating it over and over and over again. There is no power on earth superior to the open mind of an American who, hearing the truth, sets free, I'm madder than hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. Herein lies the truth and deception of why Democrats lost the 2016 elections. Three million fewer voters were marketed to believe educated liberals are elitists who had forgotten them. Heed our 32nd president, quoting, This is not the time in which men can be forgotten as they were in the Republican catastrophe which we inherited, unquote. Although corporatism has been found in the pockets of both major political parties, the difference of degrees between the two is staggering. The greater of two evils has never been the better choice. Understandably, feeling forgotten, some have confused crude behavior with decisive leadership, something different with something good, succumbing to the elixir that a team of Wall Street insiders will save us from corporate corporations. The lesson that inspired the Women's March, which inspired America to inspire Asia, Africa, North America, South America, Antarctica, Europe, and Australia is, we the people, in order to form a more perfect union, non-violently imposed term limits on President Lyndon B. Johnson, non-violently drove from office President Richard M. Nixon, non-violently stopped Bank of America's random increase in fees, non-violently exposed Wells Fargo duplicity in duplicate bank accounts, non-violently trounced 
Martin Schirelli's arrogant price hike for a life-giving drug. Nonviolently slapped the wrists of EpiPen CEO so thoroughly that CVS has issued a far less expensive generic, cutting into Milan's bottom line for Heather Bresch, and nonviolently reversed the unethical attempts of the 115th Congress and Virginia Congressman Bob Goodlatte to gut the independent ethics agency. Yes. Sometimes the Goliaths of Wall Street clone themselves in Congress and the White House. But we are the Davids, the true power of our Constitution. Every time we choose to enforce it by being its living testimony to the exceptionalism of a democratic republic of, by, and for all of the people all of the time. Thank you. Stay with us as we'll be right back with a final comment from The Reasonable Voice. And now, another film rental discovery. Welcome to the Indie Film Minute. Australian director Bruce Beresford has been a well-respected director since his 1980 breakthrough film, Breaker Morant. With such Oscar-recognized films as Driving Miss Daisy and Tender Mercies to his credit, it should come as no surprise that he is a master of manipulated emotion. Mao's Last Dancer tells the true story of Lee Kunsen, plucked as a child from farm life in rural China to become a state-trained ballet dancer. Lee was a part of Mao Zedong's plan to develop great athletes and artists who could demonstrate to the world the triumph of Chinese communism. He is ultimately chosen by the state to travel to America, representing the superiority of his homeland. Lee interns with the Houston Ballet Theater and becomes a star. When he decides to defect and remain in America, a potentially embarrassing major international incident looms. It's tempting to write off this film as jingoist propaganda and a manipulative tearjerker, but it is also a story well told, with great beauty in the dance and a basis in historical fact. Yes, Mao's Last Dancer is touching and magnificent entertainment. Tears do flow, and that's just fine with us. Indie Film Minute. Not in theaters. Discovery through rental. Hello, I'm Marcello Rolando, the reasonable voice, thanking you for joining us and becoming one of the reasonable voices heard round the world. Knock, knock. Who's there? Trumped Trump. Emboldened by alt-right votes, our 45th president throws down a radical right-wing gauntlet at the feet of democracy. Perhaps believing in alternative facts, he assumed no one would dare challenge his alternative banning. While a flurry of photo ops included a refugee ban on Libya, Sudan, Somalia, Yemen, Iran, Iraq, and Syria, all non-9-11 participants, Coincidentally, Middle East countries with whom the dawn of bankruptcy has business ties, Azerbaijan, UAE, Egypt, Fremeni, Turkey, and 9-11 contributors Saudi Arabia were exempt from executive abuse of power. 
As evidenced by January's Women's March heard round the world, women from millennials to seniors, united and supported by men fearless in the face of gender equality, most Americans represent American values that demonstrate our collective aspirations better than our elected officials. Once again, our exceptional attempt to form a more perfect union is being challenged. However, as in civil war, iconic assassinations, Kent State bloodshed, and sitting UC Davis student protesters being pepper-sprayed, we will go high and shall overcome. Nonetheless, conservatives are serious about pushing America backwards, but deep in liberal hearts and minds, Americans know compromise is as essential to global security as family love is to the fabric of American progress. We now hold these truths to be self-evident. When people who hate government are elected by people who hate government, government becomes hateful. When conservatives like Cheney, Mitch McConnell, and Mike Pence dominate public affairs, preaching oil wars for profit, obstructionism to the public good, and denial of science, evolution, and freedom of choice, what is wrought on America is the havoc and chaos of a team of bigots herded by an emperor with no concept of helming a democratic ship of state. Once again, it is up to those who care about life before birth to unite with those who choose to live a life saving lives from extremists more akin to authoritarians and demagoguery than leaders of a free world. We the people of every color and cause, stay at home or homeschooled, Wall Street to Main Street, especially women of every political and sexual persuasion and every income disparity level, need unite to never again repeat McCarthyism's restrictions on our freedoms. Let's also prioritize less on organizing for party victory and more on how American citizens counter when an American president becomes a global threat to human decency, mutual respect, and indeed humankind. We don't need to agree on everything to recognize the power of unity in the face of questioning misguided authority. One B-2 stealth bomber costs ten times more than the entire annual budget of the National Endowment of the Arts. Churchill or church member, when asked to cut arts and science budgets to fund wars, answer, what are we fighting for, if not preservation of the humanities? Words like, keep the oil, and maybe we will have another chance, endanger American lives here and abroad. No political extremist is the solution for unemployment, fiscal responsibility, income parity, spiritual hope, peace of mind, or life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Extremism offers only the demise of common cause, commonality, and common sense. Our current abyss didn't begin with Bannon, Spicer, Conway, or Islamophobia undoing love thy neighbor as thyself. America is the product of a checkered past seeking religious freedom invaders, slaughtering those of differing beliefs, plantation owners torturing human beings for harvesting profits, destroying streetcars and electric cars for oil profit, replacing slavery with Jim Crow and gerrymandering, private prison owners profiteering from mass incarceration of non-white people, 
Birther Trump fraudulent claims of voter fraud. Ignoring two 2016 oil pipeline leaks in Canada in favor of Keystone XL. Bush-Cheney oiled White House and Gulf of Mexico. Trump-Pence defunding to silence EPA and Planned Parenthood. Now, let us defy oligarchy, climate denial, and government gag orders with peaceful protests at local offices of both Republican and Democratic members of Congress because their desire to stay on the public payroll will open their ears to our wisdom. Be reasonable. Elect more liberal female governors, state legislators, members of Congress, and yes, presidents. Thank you. Now join us. Become one of the reasonable voices heard round the world. Thank you for continuing to listen to, support, and share the Reasonable Voice Blog Talk Radio with family and friends, especially online. We enjoy hearing from you, and in response, yes, we are now accepting new company and business advertisers and welcoming organizations seeking to be one of our sponsors. So please do continue to email us at thereasonablevoice at gmail.com. However, if you prefer to simply make a donation, your donations are greatly appreciated and can be made through PayPal by clicking on the donate button found at the top of the homepage of the Reasonable Voice. Website. Thank you for joining us today to make every day as reasonable as possible. We hope you will download and share our downloadable podcasts. I'm Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice, hoping you will become one of the reasonable voices heard round the world.